If you were to find yourself knocking on death's door, you might pause for a moment to reflect upon your life. Perhaps your untimely demise just might remind you of all the mistakes you've ever made. Surely there would be some lingering regrets before you opened that door. Or perhaps you'll remember the warmth of a summer's day from long ago, where life was simpler and your innocence was still intact. I found myself pondering such things when a howling came from the distance to remind me of my current predicament. I felt a soft wind on my back as I regained consciousness. I must have been out for quite some time. Despite the pain, I was able to move with relative ease as I removed the scarf from my face and sat up. The first thing I noticed was the veil of darkness that surrounded me. At first, the darkness was unyielding, but as I sat there and allowed my eyes to adjust, the shrouds slowly began to relent. During my travels, I have learned to be observant, especially when I get turned around in a strange place. I could not see, but I could feel that the snow beneath me was only a few inches deep. Unlike what I had experienced just on the other side of the ancient stone wall behind me. Surely if I had been caught in a snowstorm, whatever this place was would have also been engulfed in heavy snowfall and fierce winds. But there was also the matter of the haunting, hellish bellows that I heard. Why did everything suddenly cease the moment I heaved myself through the wall and crash-landed into this mysterious sanctuary? Eventually, my eyes could decipher the overhanging branches of a dead tree just a few feet in front of me. I focused on the looming limbs, watching them sway ever so slightly in the breeze as more of my surroundings were revealed to me. At this point, I was more dazed and confused than I was frightened. However, the next thing I saw would change that. Within the obscured twilight, I saw a figure that I instantly recognized. However, when my eyes fell upon it, I immediately closed them and allowed my own hopeless denial to consume me. No, 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 please, anything but that. I whispered to myself, but I knew that the hideous reality remained. I knew that no matter how long I sat there with my eyes closed, it wouldn't change a damn thing. I reluctantly opened my eyes to face the terrifying visage. Dread overcame me, as I knew it would, when I gazed upon a decayed stone cross protruding from the snow. I was reminded again of the mysterious silhouettes I had seen, and the haunting wails that accompanied them. I was also reminded of death's door. Have I turned the handle? Is this what lied beyond? My denial melted away as I stood to my feet and viewed the countless rows of other headstones. A part of me became convinced that I had met my demise out there in the snow. 
and what I'm experiencing now must be some kind of separation from my physical body. My frozen corpse is probably somewhere on the other side of that wall. It was then, with much regret, that I had to finally admit to myself what this place was. A graveyard. Okay, maybe I was being a bit dramatic, thinking I was dead. But how could you blame me after what I had just been through? I eventually overcame my initial fears when I arrived at the realization that, dead or not, I was still freezing my ass off. So I decided to try and find some place to take refuge. As I walked down the rows of graves, many questions began to race through my mind. If this place was real, why was it located out in the middle of nowhere, high up in the Vosges Mountains? Another thing I found to be odd was that the tombstones appeared to be free of any snowfall. They were just dull, black tablets that disrupted the snow-blanketed ground. After awkwardly removing one of my gloves, I pulled out the complimentary lighter that I had received when purchasing my hiking gear. The wind did not make it easy, but after a few tries, the spark wheel finally ignited and I carefully made my way to the nearest headstone. Heiner Ailman, 1917-1944. Hmm, sounds like a German name. I then moved to the next grave. Christoph Zobel, 1912-1942. The next. Dietrich Weiser, 1921-1939. Every stone I checked was the same thing. A German who died between 1939 and 1945. I wasn't even sure how far the cemetery went on for, but there had to be hundreds of them, maybe even thousands. I came to a frightening realization that this wasn't just any ordinary graveyard in the middle of the mountains. This was the resting place for the fallen soldiers of the Third Reich. The tiny flame of the lighter blew out as the wind once again began to stir, almost as if reacting to my discovery of what this place actually was. I re-gloved my hand and pulled my jacket tight as I staggered forward. I wasn't sure where I was going, but something from within told me to keep moving. After taking a few more steps, I happened to catch a glimpse of something to my right. I stopped in my tracks and blinked several times to make sure that what I was seeing was actually there. Leaning against one of the headstones was a rifle. I made my way over to it and picked it up. I turned over the gun in my gloved hands and examined it. I'm no gun expert, but I've read enough World War II biographies to know that what I was holding was a bolt-action carabiner 98K. I was disappointed when I threw back the bolt to see that the weapon was empty. This rifle would have made a fine addition to a vintage gun collection, 
but without bullets, it was useless to me. That was until I noticed the five bullets resting side by side on top of the next headstone. I couldn't help but crack a smile. I again removed one of my gloves, and with trembling hands, loaded each of the bullets into the old rifle. I only had five bullets, but I took comfort knowing that now I at least had some kind of protection. Shortly after loading the old rifle, I continued forward, holding the weapon out in front of me as I struggled against the hissing gust. The wind once again overwhelmed me, and I was brought to my knees. I drove the butt of the rifle into the ground in front of me to stop myself from toppling over. I buried my head into my chest to prevent my face from going numb. That's when the disembodied voice once again bellowed over the wind. The wind seized, and I lifted my head and looked around. The first thing I saw was the headstone directly in front of me. What was odd about this stone was that upon the surface of the stone, where the name would have been, was practically blank. I could tell that there used to be a name there, but for whatever reason, it appeared to be removed somehow. The same was true for all the other nearby headstones. All the names were suddenly gone. A deafening silence had fallen upon the old cemetery. Something in my gut told me that the silence was an indication that a new threat was about to emerge. A strange guttural noise cut through the silence. I frantically scanned my surroundings whilst aiming the rifle every which way, trying to locate the source of the noise. I then felt a slight rumble beneath me, and I gripped the rifle in my hand in anticipation of what was to come next. Suddenly, a hand shot out from the snow-ridden ground in front of me and wrapped around my ankle. I yelped like a frightened child as I fell backward. As soon as I hit the ground, I tried pulling away, but the hand only gripped me tighter as I struggled. I dropped the rifle and began kicking the hand with my free leg. After that failed, I used my arms to drag myself backward. As I did, I seemed to pull whatever was grabbing me up from the ground. I could now see a snow-covered arm emerge, and it was then that I halted my movements as a paralyzing fear consumed me. From the moment I saw the first headstone, an irrational thought lingered in the back of my mind. What if the dead rose up from their graves? I think that idea pops into everyone's head when they enter a graveyard. But of course, it's dismissed as malarkey. But what I was seeing with my very eyes at that moment defied all reason. Another hand emerged from the ground and planted itself into the snow as the ground behind the two hands began to rise. Snow and dirt fell to the wayside 
as the figure pulled itself up. The unmistakable shape of a helmet, followed by a pair of glowing yellow eyes arising from the depths. The figure was now halfway out of the ground, still gripping my leg. But I could now look into the yellow eyes of the figure. A horrifying skeletal face stared back at me. Its fleshless jaw opened as it let out a hellish wail. Despite the all-consuming fear, there was something inside me that was determined to survive. Because the next thing I remember was grabbing the rifle beside me, shoving it into the gaping maw of the gruesome face, and pulling the trigger. The face instantly obliterated, sending the helmet crashing into the headstone. Its headless body slumped, and the hand released me. I rose to my feet, and as I looked around, I knew that I wouldn't have time to entertain the endless questions plaguing my mind. I had just blown the head off a literal fucking zombie, and was now staring down an entire horde of his friends. The questions would have to wait. All I knew at this moment was that I was surrounded, with only four bullets left. I threw back the rifle's bolt and loaded another bullet into its chamber. The disembodied voice once again called out, Fetch me his soul! Sex, 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 and don't forget the violence. Blah, 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 got your lovey-dovey set.